Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence. It's Michelle Wong here, and I am so thrilled to introduce to you our, today, our guest for today. Um, joining us is Ellie Basic Travato, who is a women's expansion and transformation coach. I'm so excited you're here, Ellie. Thank you for joining us. Oh my gosh, it is such a pleasure. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, so you and I met through, well, actually, I, I knew about you because you were part of the Queens of the Internet Summit um, mm-hmm. through Melanie and Layer, and so you work directly with Melanie, and then, and then you joined Figure Six, which is the coaching container that I'm part of, and I was so excited to see you there, and I was like, oh my God, like, I love her energy, and she's just so cool. <laughs> Yeah. And then so like when you talk about just like your background um, and like, I just got to know you more in the, in the mastermind and there's like a really grounding energy about you that I just so appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, the more I follow you and you also completed like, you know, the medical medium cleanse as well. And I'm just like, right. oh my God, like I'm just about to start. <laughs> So yeah, I'm so like excited to dive in. Um, and so you join us by Maine, is that Massachusetts? Oh, Massachusetts. Why did I think you were in Maine? I don't know. It starts with an M A. It's good. <laughs> New England. Yeah, New England. Um, so okay, let's kind of rewind back a bit. So you, um, you shared that like in our mastermind group that you actually studied with Alison Armstrong who I love and um, talking about, you know, understanding men and also understanding women and the dynamics of a relationship. And you yourself, like, it just seems that you have such a, like, you have stories and you have your own experience. So I would love to hear like how like this whole journey started for you. The journey specifically with Alison Armstrong or the journey into the coaching world? Um, Well, let's see. Hmm. That sounds like those are like two separate things. Um, <laughs> I, well, cause you, cause you touch upon, you work a lot in terms of relationships. Yes. And so I'm curious, like what made that attractive for you? Okay. All right. So I adore Allison. She's amazing. And I first came across her work at a Tony Robbins event during his Date with Destiny events. He has a whole day that's on relationships. And the information that he was sharing was so powerful. I was like, where, where did this come from? And so I, I found out that it was from Alison Armstrong. So then I started following her and what she's doing. And then was speaking with a friend of mine who said that she was going to be certified and go through an entire year-long certification process with Allison. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, that's a thing. Because I've been a coach for quite a while now and I love to add to my toolbox and really dive deep. So then I started exploring that possibility and I was excited because I've been focused for a while on understanding ourselves as women. So I feel like I understand the women's experience, obviously A, from living it, but also B, from studying it, from being a coach, from seeing different patterns and different people and really helping people with self-love and confidence and inner peace and all of those things. But this puzzle, the puzzle piece of understanding men was fascinating to me to add that to the picture for a couple reasons. First of all, because of, in primarily because of my son, my son is, is a guy obviously, and he's now 17 years old. And when I first started going through the process with her, I think he was 15 and I really just wanted a way to understand him more deeply because as I was understanding her material and studying her material, there was this massive recognition of just how often we look at what a man or a boy in our life does and we judge it or translate it through the filter of what it would mean if we did that thing. And that gets us in so much hot water because it doesn't mean the same thing. And so I wanted to take a deep dive into that. And I feel like, you know, my focus is to help women truly be free to be the highest and best version of themselves. If that's what I call the luminosa in us. I just made that up and I love the word. I love it. <laughs> I didn't know you made it up. I love the word. <laughs> I mean, the truth of the matter is I looked up the word light and I found a whole bunch of words and there was like, uh, there was this word luminosa and I was like, I don't even know what that means, but I'm adopting it. And it's going to be for me, like the highest and best in all of us. Cause I believe that truly we are all the light of a thousand suns mm. internally, when we can really get to the depth of who we are and who we came here to be but that's layered over with so much, you know, other people's expectations and giving away our power and our limiting beliefs and our understanding of how the world works. And the fact that we are, by the time we're, we're 35 years old, we're 95% habit. So the things that we've been doing over and over again, that we've been exposed to over and over again, have basically created our subconscious programming, which is effectively running our lives. And so understanding that there was knowledge about men that would help me to understand that the patterns that helped me break out of the patterns of the continual tug of war that I would have with Ben over different things. I was like, Oh, this is too good to pass up. And it's a whole different layer to add to my coaching toolbox. And so I ended up applying to be part of that. And I spent an entire year studying with her and I would say I worked as hard on that as I did on my master's degree in education. It That's was incredible. Long. Yeah. Wow. So you, you cover eight different topic areas and for each one you interview, I think it's 11 people, maybe it's 13. I can't remember. And then you write it up. So you have a whole research journal that you have to pass in with everything that you've discovered from your interviews and then you practice teaching five times and then you have to do a demonstration call 
with one of the people from her company listening to you to demonstrate that you truly understand the material because she doesn't want to just sign off on you knowing her material if you don't necessarily. So it was really powerful. I had so many impactful, eye-opening, heart-opening conversations with men from all walks of life. With my son, it opened the door to so many interesting conversations with him. So that's how I came to be in that realm. That's awesome. And I actually love that it was like for you to better your, like your communication and your relationship with your son that motivated you to do the training. Because most of the time when we think about like, understanding men is like, you know, our partners or in a romantic relationship. And we sometimes forget like, you know, like there's other men <laughs> in our lives. That's not just, you know, um, a significant other. Yes. And in fact, the material, as I've taught it, it's part of one of my signature programs, which I call, I play with the word luminosa. So I call it luminosa. Love. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it's it. It's skyrocketing your your connection with men. And the people who have gone through that program, I can think of one person who her her entire relationship with her father profoundly shifted mm. because of this. I can think of a woman who is now engaged and says there's no way that she would have been before she met me because she kept going for the quote unquote wrong men and the men who just were not good in her life. And then there's a really dear friend whose marriage just completely up leveled her mm -hmm. understanding. Like they used to have like this disconnect when he would get home from work. And I taught her some things and that shifted. Like, I mean, just incredible differences. So the stories that I get to hear are amazing. And for me, it's really a piece of whatever relationship you're in with whatever man or boy you're in relationship to is who you're being, right? That's that's the luminosa. How often can you be? I have this this paradigm that I call the ladder of well-being, and and it's got twenty rungs. And when you're towards the top, that's when you're the luminosa and you're radiating your best qualities, which we all have in us. It's just a question of how often we get access to this version of ourselves. And so I teach and coach people on how to live from that place as much as possible. And when they fall off, how to get back really quickly, because we're going to translate the worlds based on where we are on the ladder of well-being. Mm. So if we're down in the lower numbers, which is what I call the red zone, I actually have red zone glasses that I put on to show people this is, we are then scanning the world for things that fit our view of the world at that point. And at that point we're scanning for threats. Mm. And so our translation of our guy not texting when he said he would is like, Oh my God, he's having an affair or he's, he doesn't love me anymore. Or he's like, that's very red zone thinking. And then the more that we can practice at being up here higher than our translation of the exact same action the meaning that we make of it is going to be very different because up here we have green zone glasses on which is all about thriving mm. and it's all about connection and understanding and so the work that i do with women in the one of my signature courses is called rise up luminosa and that's about how do you live from up here as often as possible and then the second piece of understanding men is like okay now that you understand men and you're coming from this place up here, you have this new knowledge. So you're, what you're creating in terms of your relationship is an entirely different kettle of fish than it would have been. The quality of your relationship is directly related to where you are on the ladder of well-being, 
where he is on the ladder of well-being and the knowledge that you have about him in terms of understanding what he's doing, what it might mean that he did blah, 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 blah. And I also had the opportunity to talk to so many different men that I have an uncanny ability, according to the husbands and the sons and everything of the people that I coach, they're like, why would a woman be able to help you understand me? That doesn't make sense. I'm a man. How could a woman help you understand me? But then they see what happens and they're like, mind blow. They're like, oh my God, that's exactly what it means when I do blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, this is amazing. So, so husbands kind of adore me because Yay. of the shifts that it helps make in their relationships with the, the, their wives and, and everybody in their life. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. And I remember like, um, and I can share this because it's my story, but like in our mastermind and our thread, I was like, I just got back from a date and I was like, I'm not feeling it. Just one day. <laughs> and you're like, actually, like, if you're not feeling the initial sparks, it takes up to five dates to actually, and I was like, good Lord, five dates. But like that actually has stuck with me. And it actually has allowed me to see things differently because it's not always about the chemistry and chemistry can be kryptonite. That's like definitely my experience. Yes. Yeah. It can absolutely be kryptonite. So the way that Allison describes this, and I really love this, it's going to be helpful for the people who are listening is that you're always either in one of two modes. You're in animal instinct mode or you're in human spirit mode. And this roughly maps to my red zone and my green zone. So the idea of the animal instinct mode is it's very much about survival and you're going on instinct. So when you have really strong chemistry with a guy, like we're sort of taught to think like, oh my God, he might be my knight in shining armor and that, that zing and that's what we're supposed to have. But the truth of the matter is that that's biology and he is setting off your oxytocin. He's setting off this hormone in you that's making you go like, yes, yes, I want more. This has to be him. And then you start morphing yourself and fitting yourself like a little pretzel to be pleasing in some manner, shape or form to this person who it's just your biology. It's just your animal instinct that has responded to this person. So on your first date, what is primarily at play is your animal instinct which only tells you about biology. It only tells you about survival. So on some level, a man is looking at a woman, does she have wide enough hips that she would be childbearing? And she, like, it's not a conscious thought process, but what's going to be attractive to him is like what would carry on the species. And on some level animal, uh, animal instinct, what's, what's attractive to a woman when she looks at a man is does he look like he'd be a good provider? Does he look like he'd be a good protector? Because again, animal instinct, I wanna be safe in the world. And if I'm gonna put my eggs in this basket, I wanna know that this basket is gonna be able to take good care of me. But if we're only playing in the realm of animal instinct, that has nothing to do with, are we gonna have conversations that light me up? Am I gonna be interested in what he's doing? Is he gonna be interested in what I'm doing? Are we gonna be able to support each other through the hard times? Can we communicate clearly when we're up against you know, a conflict, which is inevitable in a relationship? 
Animal instinct doesn't carry us through those things. Human spirit does. That ability to take a really deep breath and to shift ourselves into our parasympathetic nervous system so we're not in a fight, flight, or freeze, fear response, but so that we can be in that love-based energy. Mm -hmm. And I mean universal love, not necessarily romantic love, but it's certainly of romantic love is you want to love and respect and feel connected to the person that you ultimately choose as a partner. Now, if you're out there and you're dating and it's simply for the fun of just, I just want to have sex or I just want to play or I just want to, you know, girls just want to have fun. Like if that's what it is, you know, somebody wants to have a summer of that or a couple of years of that, like whatever, it's fine to just go by animal instinct because why not? Like, well, that's fun. But when it comes to, do you want to settle down? Do you want to have that, that king and queendom mm. together? Then, then the, you want to be with somebody that your human spirit matches really well with. And then the, that, that other stuff comes from, you can create polarity. You can create the dance of the masculine and the feminine energy. You can create more of that in any relationship um yeah so i'm so glad that that was helpful to oh, you it was. i just love hearing you explain all of that because um if it's like without this type of information it's it becomes very like chemistry based and what you were yeah. saying like animal instinct and so hearing you say that it just made me like be like whoa okay it shifted my perspective um and I really appreciated that. Even though I was like, good Lord, five days. <laughs> oh, but it was good. So, um, yeah. Well, and that's of course not a hard and fast rule, but it's a good thing to be aware of. So it yeah. at least takes you out of the realm of, oh my God, in the first five minutes, there's gotta be like a. Yeah. Kind of and that was what I always based it off of. I'm like, oh, I didn't feel the spark in that. Oh, this isn't like, no, first date. Like, okay, I don't know. I'm not interested. Thanks, you know? And so, yeah, it just allowed me to shift into more, almost like compassion in a way of like, okay, like, you know, it's not, yeah, just to give a different perspective entirely so that it's not like, oh, you're not the one for me, which is hard to tell anyway on a first date. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we've always heard like, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Right. And that's basically what we're doing. If we're making a decision based on a first date. Now, if there's clear no's on the first date, you know, you don't want to be with the smoker and he pulls out a cigarette. Okay. That's different. You know, he's abusive to the waitress or you don't like the way he's talking about his ex or something like that. All right. Red flags. Absolutely. You don't have to go out on that. Go out on five dates with that guy. But if he's a good guy, if he's interesting to you, if he's, you know, the things that are important to you, to me, intelligence, intelligence is important and humor is important. And, um, you know, being interested in growth is important. Like those things, those far outshine this other stuff and the, you know, the, the animal instinct stuff, animal instinct stuff is fun, but that's, that's not, not necessarily going to what I want when I'm 80 and sitting in a rocking chair with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So I'm curious now, like, um, with your coaching journey, like how did that start for you? My coaching journey officially, well, there's the sort of unofficial start and then the official start. So unofficially, 
I feel like I've been coaching all my life. I remember when I graduated from boarding school, they created a song about the people who were graduating. You know, the juniors created a song about the seniors. And the, my line was, good advice and a smile so classic, we will miss Ellie Bassick. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so, uh, so I've always been kind of known as just like that confidant, somebody that's easy to talk to. I have a real openness. I feel like we've all said and done things in our life that we regret. I have no judgment about somebody else's things that they've said and done. I'm not walking in their shoes. So I have a wide open heart with compassion. And that's something that a lot of the people will remark on. So when, so I, I, as I went through my life, I actually had some different careers. And I, I, uh, one of them was that I got a master's in education and I was a teacher, a seventh grade English teacher. And then I ended up marrying my principal and his name was John Travato and he was an amazing amazing man and about a year after we were married we had our son Ben and then about a year after that John was diagnosed with a brain tumor mm. and then about a year after that he passed away and that was two months after my father passed away wow and then um then several years later, my mother passed away. So a lot of loss and a lot of things that taught me what I'm made of. Mm. So I am somebody who had suffered from depression when I was young and in boarding school and at various times. I'm somebody who had suffered from, you know, eating disorders and, you know, all of these things along the path. When it came right down to it, I discovered how strong I am the moment that my husband was diagnosed. Mm. And I, you know, anybody going through that, you kind of have a couple options, right? You've got the option of, all right, this is too much. I, I can't, I can't handle this. And you've got the option of like, all right, this is the hand I'm being dealt right now. And how do I want to move forward? Who do I want to be in the face of this? And what kind of a mother do I want to be to my son who now only has me? And so after John passed away, I ended up, I was reading a book called The Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer, which is a really powerful book. And he talks about the power of where we put our focus, where we put our attention. And I realized that I really wanted to help other people going through similar kinds of things. And so this is, you know, 15, 14 years ago now. And I, the book that changed everything for me during my husband's battle with the brain tumor was the book called Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. Mm. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of it. I don't know if I read it, but I've heard of it. Okay. It's really powerful. And it's the first place that I was ever introduced to the idea that we are always putting energy out into the world. And that energy is always based like every thought that we think actually is putting energy out into the world. And every word that we speak is actually putting energy out into the world and every action that we make. And so it, it's all creative. We are creative beings. We can't stop that. We are always creating with our thoughts, our words, and our actions. And our thoughts, our words, and our actions are always based on either the energy of love 
or the energy of fear. Mm. And I never understood that it was that binary. I never had understood that we're always putting energy out. And so I went through this whole growth and evolution, reading that book, going through the battle with the brain tumor and everything. And after John passed away and my dad had passed away, I decided that I wanted to create a wellness center in honor of both of them. Mm. So I created a brick and mortar wellness center called Uplifting Connections. There were so many amazing stories about how that came together and one of them was that the reason that the place existed was because I wanted to put the book Conversations with God into people's hands. And it turned out that after I set the date for it to open, which was October 20th, which was my dad's birthday, they announced that they were releasing Conversations with God as a movie and it was coming out on October 20th. I just got chills. Oh my God. <laughs> it was great. And not only that, but they were not putting it into the big movie theaters. They were, they were allowing bookstores like mine to show it. So the opening mm. of the place that existed because of the book Conversations with God, I showed the movie Conversations with wow. God. Wow. Yeah. Oh my and God. Now so, it, wow. Yeah. There were so many amazing, amazing things like that that happened that was just like the universe. It was like I moved and the universe was like, I call it being in the slipstream of the universe. You show the universe the direction you want to go. And when, you do, when you do it with a sure foot, the universe is like, oh, okay, I gotcha. And it like jumps out in front of you and it creates the slipstream. You know, like you're, if you're a NASCAR race car or you're a bike rider and you, you slide in behind somebody ahead of you and they're taking all of the wind resistance. Yeah. That's what I call it, like being in the slipstream of the universe. And by the way, if you find a great coach, I call that being in the slipstream of the coach as well. And so then you're, as you keep going forward, you're creating slipstream for the people who work with you, your listeners and everything. So, um, so as I went through, you know, creating uplifting connections, I ultimately ended up coaching unofficially as, a, you know, constantly, but I was in the back office all the time. I wanted to be in the front, coaching people, mm -hmm. talking to people, connecting them with resources, but I was in the back office trying to make all the numbers add up in QuickBooks and the scheduling and like all of my C game stuff. I was not happy. <laughs> So I ended up selling Uplifting Connections and I was like, I am, I am a coach. Why don't I just officially get trained as a coach and hang out my shingle and become a coach? So that's what I did. And I feel like because of my experience in life and the hardships that I have come through, people listen to my story and they're like, whoa, she's filled with joy and she's that positive and she would have a million reasons not to be. It's, it really helps them to see that it is a choice. Mm. And I don't mean to oversimplify it. You and I both know it's not always a simple choice, but where we put our attention, what energy we're putting out into the world is always a choice. And you can train your brain and program your brain to just continue to make the choices that move you in the direction of expansion, that move you in the direction of joy and connection and love and peace. Oh my God, that was so good. <laughs> I'm so glad this is recorded. <laughs> that was amazing. And I just, now I need to read the book, um, Conversations with God. Um, you I can also get it on Audible, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good to know. Um, that's a great resource. So I'll put in the show notes. Um, and also, The Power of Now, was it? or The Power of Intention. The Power of Intention. I think that was another yeah. book that I quoted. Um, okay, cool. That is so awesome. And like, yeah, like what you were saying about just like with, 
you know, like your story and like what you had to go through and what you had to overcome. Um, I just love that. I mean, like hearing your story and then you actually specifying like it's a choice and how we respond and like it is a choice, right? Like, and you were saying like you can go two different directions. Um, and sometimes I think when we hear these stories of triumph or just, you know, resiliency, we forget that, hey, everybody has the option and life isn't easy for everybody. So I just love that distinction. Yes. Yeah. I love what Glennon Doyle, do you know who she is? The yeah. Writer? Yeah. yeah. I love how she says that life is brutal, a combination of brutal and beautiful. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And to be able to walk with both of those truths at the same time, you know, there, there's been hard things that have happened in most of our lives and we always get to choose who do we want to be in the face of that? Who do we want to become in the face of that? Do, will that make us, I call it, will it make you scared or will it make you stronger? Mm. Ooh, that's good. Cause like if you take an action, will it make you scared or will it like, can you, can you share that part again? <laughs> will it make you scared or will it make you stronger? The person that you're becoming. So something happens to you. Ah. Your husband is diagnosed with a brain tumor. You get to choose. Is this going to make me scared and shrink back and decide that I don't ever want to love anybody else in my life because it's going to be painful? Or will this make me stronger? As in, I will become the best version of, the, of myself that I can be as I ride the waves of of the grief of the, you know, all of the waves that go with this. And for me, a really important element of that is not pretending that the hard emotions don't exist. We've got to feel those, we have to process those, but having our focus be on the trust that we're going to be okay. And then as we emerge, who will we be? Will we be scared? Will we be shrinking back? Or will we be stronger and expanding even more into the world? Mm, I love that. That is so good. Ellie, I just adore you. Like, I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But for the purposes of time, um, how can people find you and learn more about you? Let's see. Uh, I have a website called thenewbrave.com. And the, being the new brave is all about choosing love over fear. And what, is that, what does that look like? And I, you can find me on my personal Facebook page. I go live there all the time. Going live there tonight to talk about my course, Rise Up Luminosa, that starts next week. Um, and so you can find me there. You can also find me in my private Facebook group, which is called the Luminosa Playground. It's a free high vibe place to play and you can come and join us there. You can go to luminosaplayground.com and I've got that as a redirect that takes you into the group and then you click on join group. Or you could search me out on Facebook, message me and say, hey, I want to join the group or I want to know about your coaching. I do private one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have masterminds. I have signature programs. I do live events when, you know, COVID isn't a thing. <laughs> so there's lots of places to find me and also just emailing me, Ellie, E-L-L-I-E, at thenewbrave.com. Amazing. And yeah, and I also want to say, Michelle, that your energy is so beautiful. I've been in many containers with you, in Melanie's world, in Jana's world, 
and the integrity and the honesty and the uh, connection, the caring that you bring is is really remarkable and notable. And that's that's in containers with a lot of really amazing people that you're a standout. Thank you so much. I will receive that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. That makes me so happy. I feel like that takes a lot of courage. Um, and like, especially when it's a personal brand um, and with social media, like that's where most like personal brands kind of thrive nowadays. Um, like sharing things like Facebook live or like putting yourself, like just having to be your own advocate. Like how, like, was that something that you had to work with or was just something natural for you? Like, what was your journey with self-promotion? Let's see. Well, I would say that in the beginning of being a coach, I really struggled with, I've always felt very confident about my coaching. I, 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 you know, I get testimonials. I see the transformations. I see the ahas. I love it so much. It lights me up. Finding the path to marketing and coaching, it's really two different animals in, in, in some senses or in my life, it used to be. And so I was studying all of the, how do you create the automated programs and the tagging that you you could, you know, there's super complex things you can do with tagging and all of that. That's not my A game. And so I was spending very little time actually coaching and a whole lot of time trying to record things and make this work and this work and all this and all that. So I was actually ready to throw in the towel. I was like, if, could somebody just give me clients? I promise we will work magic together. But could somebody just give them to me, please? I love that. <laughs> somebody else do the marketing. So um, I had tried many different avenues and then... I came across Melanie, who it turns out Melanie and I had met at a Tony Robbins event a couple of years ago, and I had forgotten, but somehow we got connected on Facebook. And now that she's reminded me of the meeting, I'm like, oh yeah, I do remember. We had just like a quick little conversation. And so somehow we had come become friends on Facebook. And so a year ago, January, I was scrolling through Facebook and it was like late at night and I was just feeling discouraged with how hard I worked and how it didn't feel like it was adding up in terms of, you know, once I had people to coach, it was all awesome. But that connection, that self-promotion thing was, was a challenge. And I saw Melanie, you know, like up close <laughs> on the Facebook live. And I was like, who is this woman? And I started listening to her and I oh my God, this woman speaks my language. She's awesome. So very quickly, I messaged her and started working with her and joined Femme Fatale. And then I started working one-on-one -on -one with her. So that's really how I ultimately learned a pathway that works for me in terms of self-promotion is really just showing up being myself. I created the Facebook group and I love my Facebook group because I go live inside my Facebook group every weekday morning as close to 8.30 as I can make it happen. And I do something that I call the goddess ritual. And it's a way to activate your luminosa, to activate your highest and best at the beginning of every day. 
And that is like my medicine. It feels so good for me to be of service in that way, to connect with people in that way. There are people who pop in and out and they're there sometimes and other times, and then there's new people and then there's people who fall off. Then there's the you know steady people who are there like consistently. It's this whole community and that fuels me rather than me just sitting beside a computer and trying to do, do things and make magic. If I'm interacting with people on a Facebook Live, it's like, it jazzes me, it juices me. And so that gives me energy to do the other things. And then when I get to do my lives on my personal page and I'm in a, the middle of a quest until the end of 2020, then I'm going live every weekday on my personal page. Um, so that is, you know, that juices me as well. And so because there are things that feel good to my soul, they fuel me. I've, I've learned that I have to have a fuel coming in to nourish me to continue to do the things that are not my favorite things to do. But this is a marketing avenue that feels 90% good. And then there's 10% of it that's you know, well, I have to create this landing page or whatever this thing is, but I minimize that as much as possible. I do not go for perfection that is not anywhere in the realm of what I'm looking for. I'm looking for what is the quickest route for people understanding what I have to say here for me delivering, you know, the most impactful content and giving myself permission to be way less than perfect, but to always be authentic and real and heart centered and serve that is what is my magic sauce for feeling like this is an ongoing um refillable renewable thing that i'm doing instead of always feeling like oh my god i'm exhausted (laughs) oh i just love that i just love like everything that you shared around like being your most authentic self and letting what you love fuel you I mean, that's like, cause you know, in business marketing world, it's all about strategy in a lot of ways. Like that's like the old paradigm. And that's why I was attracted to Melanie as well. It's just, oh, she's doing things differently in a way that's feminine. Um, So I love like, I love like what you're embodying it with what you were saying. And so I'm like, ooh, you go on your Facebook group live every day. (laughs) Like that's amazing. (laughs) That like, I was like, oh, I need to wrap mine up. The thing is that I made it a structure that's very easy for me to show up for. I don't have to create any content ahead of time inside my group because I have the goddess ritual. And so the G in goddess is for gratitude. So I go on and I start sharing gratitudes and then people jump in and then they start sharing the things that they're grateful for. And we talk about gratitude and then the O is for oxygenate. So we take three deep breaths together and I walk them through that. So there's no prep ahead of time. And then The second part of the O is opening to God, to universe, to source. And so I do a reading from Marian Williamson's A Year of Miracles. It's just like a quick little reading and it's like profound concepts about choosing love over fear. And so sometimes I'll take that as a basis and I'll chat about it a little bit, but there's no pressure to do that. It's just if inspiration comes through. Sometimes it's just the gratitude and in that, you know, I call it goddess on the go because I don't go through all of the letters of goddess and we'd be there forever. Um, but I make it easy for myself to show up. Mm. All I have to do is like, sometimes I'm in my pajamas. Sometimes my hair is like a mess. I love I it. Just show up. It's just who I am first thing in the morning. And 
honestly, it just gives other people permission to show up imperfectly as well. Mm. And there, it allows there to be, there's enough structure. It's like when Jana talks about free frame, you know, you have the frame, which is the masculine, the structure, but then within that, there's all this ability to, to just be feminine and kind of flow with that, that day and what's coming up. And sometimes somebody will say like something's going on in their life. And so we'll stop and I'll, we'll do an intention. Like I'll, you know, have everybody focus on heart breathing and do an intention. And so if you created something that you enjoyed doing that contributed to your life mm -hmm. by showing up there, then it becomes, if I have two people show up, I have two people show up. If I have 20 people show up, I have 20 people show up and people watch it later people, but it's serving me. It's mm -hmm. like what Melanie says for me, for you, for us, it's serving me. It's serving them. It's serving all of us. That's awesome. I love that. Now I'm going to like go and brainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> See if there's oh. something that be fun for you because I've literally done this now since we opened the Luminosa Playground March of 2019. Mm. So I've, I could count on two hands the number of times that I have not been live inside my group on a weekday. Wow. In That's what nice. is that? 18 months or whatever that is. Wow. Yeah, like right now for my group, I do a, a new moon and a full moon card pull because I enjoy doing them. Oh, nice. But, but I feel like I can offer more. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to play with it and see. So yeah. oh, it's so inspiring. I love it. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I hope people who listen um, will pop into your group and join and reach out to you and sign up for your programs. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, the more the better because I feel like we, what I always sign off saying when I'm doing my lives is together we rise and together when we focus on love, we grow brighter and stronger and together we uplift the vibration of the planet. So the more of us who are focused on the energy of love in its in all of its forms you know generosity compassion curiosity flexibility creativity patience playfulness all of those things the more of us who are focused on those things we literally there there's a number that's been thrown out i don't know exactly where it came from but that one person vibrating at the energy of joy transmutes the negative energy of seventy-five thousand other people wow and so it's like full on permission and, and, and fuel for us to show up and continue to fuel ourselves so that we can show up as high as possible on the ladder of well-being and help to uplift the vibration of the planet. What you're doing here on this podcast is so important and I'm so happy that you're doing it. How long have you been doing it? Uh, a year and like a year and two months. Wow. Yeah. It, it, like it's gone by so fast. Um, it's not, it's fun. I love it. So it's That's like, it's going to keep going. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us, Ellie. It's been such a pleasure. And um, I will share the links to how people can access and get to know you in the show notes. Um, and for those listening, if you enjoyed this episode, please share this, um, find us and tag us on Instagram. Are you on Instagram? I am the new brave co on the Instagram. Brave co. Okay. Awesome. You can tag us there or tag us on, on stories and Facebook, like however you want to share it. And we will love you and thank you and share it back. Yes. Thank you so much, Ellie. Have a good one. Thank you, Michelle. You too. Bye. 
join our free private Facebook group community, Sacred Emergence, to receive more connection, guidance, and support. And take part in our five-day Inner Confidence Challenge to not only boost your confidence, but to help activate your inner leadership. Details in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.